Do you know what I mean? Are you recording? No. Why? Why is your phone perched like that? Just in case my mom texts. <laughs> what is going on? Why does it keep doing that? It's like when it moves, it opens up. What were you saying? I was just thinking about how there's long coat ones. Yeah. How every once in a while I get hit with the thought. And I guess the it's kind of a deeper thought. That like everything is exactly as it should be. Is it a feeling? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I think that's enlightenment. Yeah, I'd say it's a part of it. I think it's a, it's a moment yeah. of enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I <clears throat> With, like, literally not wanting, not needing anything, not wanting, craving anything to be different than what it is. Yeah. It's like a, an understanding at a deep, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, everything combined level of everything is exactly how it should be. Yeah. Sometimes I, I approach it in different ways. Sometimes it comes up as just a pure intellectual thought, like things are how they are, and therefore they have to be this way. There's, there's no point in regretting or wishing it was otherwise. It's like, it's the only way that it could be. And then I sometimes I think about it like right now I was overhearing some people talking um, in a very kind of stereotypical liberal voice. And then I was just thinking, contrasting that to uh, somebody who's like who would kind of fight against that type of. Philosophical analysis and social critiques and all that stuff, and people are, you know, just going day to day. And I was just thinking. I don't know what you mean by fighting, fighting it. Yeah, just like fighting, like kind of the classic liberal elites versus like, um, you know, conservative. blue collar, whatever the stereotype of the other side of the spectrum is, you know, just like worker NRA types. This is really interesting that you have for a while now been criticizing my use of like left versus right wing 
I know. I feel and you like just are doing that right now. I know, but I'm not doing it to say that that's how it is. I'm saying that those are common tropes that people use, and it's like complaining about the other one, and oh, okay. you know what I mean. That is a. Those are common. Okay. Stereotypes. Anyway, I'm just saying that like that feuding and those like perspectives and those angles of being and seeing the world are all fun. They're all that's how it is. Right. You know what I mean? And that's exactly how it should be. That's how it came up to me right now. Right, as opposed to arguing against those. Yeah. Like or neither of them not are not even arguing, but just assuming well, then this borders on complacency, though. Yeah, and so my next point is that that doesn't mean that I don't think, I don't have a preference or a, a stand yeah. or, like, this is my direction or these are my beliefs or whatever. What I just said sh- doesn't negate that. It just means that I'm not... You're not attached to the outcomes because they're still going to be the way they are. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I didn't think of that, but maybe that's right. I think that's... But more more so just that I'm not viscerally, like, like, hating the way that shit is right now. Yeah, I know. I think that's the big distinction is, like... I think accepting your role as like each of us accepting our role big picture like we we are on one side of something or we have thoughts and we have experiences that led us to have particular beliefs and we, we may fight for those things but it's the like energy behind it like for example do we think that the other people are bad yeah. and they're and like, you know, is it, is it us versus them? Or is it just, this is my set of beliefs and I am working towards making the world feel this way because I do believe that's right. And then those are their set of beliefs and they're working for the world to, to make it, change it towards their beliefs because that's what they think is right. And I keep working and doing what I think is right. But I have to acknowledge that I might not be right. Like it... And, and it might not matter. And, yeah. Not only that you might not be... Well... I just feel like this concept of being right and wrong is right. so problematic. Because there is no right. And my, <laughs> my belief structure is that there are no... Like, there are some, like, heinous crimes that are, like objectively wrong they're not objectively wrong though because people do them or they're objectively bad in 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 the way that we've constructed most of us not all of us i was actually but i I would i would say there are a few like going around mass murdering people i don't think like most people under certain circumstances is that not justified yeah but um, and our circumstances are suggesting it's justified when we're defending our freedom in war. Yeah. Like you could I argue, don't... when is it ever justifiable to kill another individual? 
I know. I would say that we... I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe this isn't true. But I would say that's pretty rare. That if you knew different. someone was about to kill Asher, would you kill them? Yeah. Well, I, that wouldn't be my choice. But if it was like, those were the only two options. Sure. Right, so why is that justified? Why is it justified to take one? Anyway, my point is not to discuss all the different scenarios, but I just don't think it's objective. <laughs> yeah, maybe objective isn't the right word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't write them down or say them right now, but my sense is that human civilization, human kind has come up with, agrees generally on a few tenets. I don't know across if that's cultures. true though. Huh? It depends, like on dominant cultures. So I think this is related, but I was reading, so I've been reading this book here and there, The Anthropology of Childhood, and uh, I was reading about how, so the section that I'm reading right now is about infancy and, and childhood, it's, well it's all about childhood, but how, when do we decide that a child, like a baby, is, act, is actually like worthy as a human, and in, it changes across different cultures, like, what does worthy mean? Um, like literally worth survive, like worth worth um, fighting for um, in lots of different like so even like when they're really young they're com- in some cultures they're commodities like you can trade them and it's totally acceptable because they're not considered full humans yet so some cultures sell them to other tribes or to other villages or whatever it is and that are just and also like infanticide so when is it okay to kill a child and not like even the line for us in our North American culture is quite different because some people think that it's okay to do it as an abortion and some people think that it's not right you know we would probably be on the side of like okay you know, when a child's born, it's not okay to kill. But some other people think that it's fine. Like, they do sacrifices. They actually think that the children are good to be given up as sacrifices to the gods. Right. And that's totally their culture. And who are we to say that that is, like, objectively wrong? Like, I don't actually know when anyone becomes a human. What's a human? How do we define that? Like, when are they fully human? You know? And, and they don't care for children. Some people don't, some cultures don't care for babies in any way because half of them are going to die. And so they're not considered, they don't have firm emotional attachments to them until they've survived a certain period. And it's like, okay, now they're worthy. Now they're here. The gods have let them stay. The whatever has let them stay. Now we can invest in them. Are those current cultures? I, I believe so. Yeah, totally. There was a picture of this one anthropologist took of this child who was like a ten-year-old. He had he was afraid. He looked really afraid in the image because he he did something. I can't remember what the thing that he did was, but he because of that he was likely going to get sold to the next village, and so. They ended up, like, anthropologists, I don't know, saved him or something like that, which is arguably 
I don't know if that's like legit. Anyway, I mean, those are like cultures that do this and it's natural. And then I was like, okay, well, what about like sex trading? Like, I think all of those things are wrong, but other people don't. Like, some people think women are lesser and they are there to be had sex with. People in our culture. I don't know. It just, I'm actually surprised at my naiveness of the different cultural practices that exist around the world as I'm reading this because I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And it's also comparing it to our... Anyway, this is all about childhood. We don't need to get into that. But it's just about making me think even deeper about how our belief systems, how we grow up with them, and how they lead us to think that something is right versus wrong. Right. And I've been thinking about this based on what's going on with the U.S. and like trying to understand why people can think what they're thinking in the alternative view to mine. Like, how did they get that? And they're not different from me, really. We're all one person, but yet they had experiences that led them down a different path towards a belief system. Do you want me to relate this back to the original thought that you brought up, or no? So I'm trying to do it in my head. Well, I think it's, for me, it comes back to the idea of, like, attaching ourselves to these beliefs and what we're, we're so, like, fighting for, so to speak. Like, I do feel like there's certain things that I want to change in the world, and I want, I don't want to give up that role, and I don't want to be complacent on those things. But I have to, like, it's almost like I have to, like, let go and, and trust in, like, pure democracy. Whereas if the most of the world doesn't want to change... What do you mean by pure democracy? Well, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm using it wrong, but, like, the, the world, the people of this world will have their, their say. They will, you know, the majority will win, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like if the majority of this world literally doesn't think women should have equal rights, I can keep fighting. But I might, like, I don't know. It might. I might have to just like surrender to that. But without not fighting, like I don't know. So it's this weird. space where you have to not attach like if we're thinking about from a Buddhist perspective of like enlightenment like how do you continue to do social justice missions without like losing yourself or you know I think it's obviously a very fine line as is anything 
Like, do I need to change these things or do I just do what I'm supposed to do and, and attempt to change these things and let what's meant to be happen? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that that resonates with me. I also feel like it's kind of a personal thing because I, I think... I think what you just said makes sense to me, just like understand your your kind of place or try to be okay with with how things are. At the same time you will have preferences and beliefs that you should try to further push for. If you're so inclined. Without being, without being kind of stuck on or attached to the outcome. Uh, that said, like, like I, I think that that's a good approach. That's a good kind of balanced approach. However, I feel like there's there's people that get more done that don't take that approach. I know. So like Steve Jobs as an example. Hey, he may have been enlightened. <laughs> Judging. Well, he went to India. <laughs> <laughs> Thus. Did you read his biography? No, I started to. I know you to. started, yeah. Judging by that, I would not say that he's enlightened. Yeah. That he was not enlightened. Anyway, but he... I was just kidding. You know, arguably created the most valuable company in the world. You know, not single-handedly, but he was more than most organizations and and corporations. He was the lead figure. Okay, so are you just talking about now generally people getting more done? Yeah, I'm saying if you've got... So our previous point, or my previous point So he's was, the most productive person as an example and he wasn't enlightened is what you're trying to say. I wouldn't say he was the most, but whatever. He was a very productive person in pushing his agenda... In, in terms of corporate product sense. Um, so if you had... What if so that's, a, that's kind of a, a counter to my original argument. Do you think it's possible to... Like, I've always thought of enlightenment. Sorry. That's a counter to my argument if the metric of success is getting shit done. True. Yeah. Yeah, what if the metric of success is, like, shifting people's minds to the point where you don't know that it has an effect, it has a ripple effect that happens 100 years later? Or if the metric is being content or feeling like you're living a good life. And other people are. Or, yeah. But we were talking about, like, social justice. And maybe that is 
part of it is like if you feel like you're living a good and maybe we could say because we have our own biases and what that is like a good minimalistic life that doesn't hurt other people like just to yeah. bring it back to a social justice or some kind of like how do you move an agenda without being attached to it because that's what we really yeah we're talking about so can you move an agenda by being an example a really good example without yeah. being attached to how other people yeah. are are working with your agenda yeah my yeah I'm not even I don't even feel like it's like the goal isn't pushing agenda I'm just saying that as an individual I think the goal should be like self whatever enlightenment or whatever and inherent in us being humans we have preferences and opinions and stuff well and some of us take action yeah but we this did start by saying you started with everything is exactly how it's supposed to be (coughs) yeah that's a perspective (coughs) and then we said well how do we reconcile that with wanting to make change yeah I know and that's I, I think I think I'm still on that like I think it starts I gotta blow my nose I think it starts internally this is the framework that I like is start internally and then And then accepting that you're going to have preferences and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. That's personal to you, but... I would say a lot of that stuff... I would say you shouldn't try to, like, push that on other people or, or, like, make other people believe what you believe. I disagree. (laughs) No, I'm saying most of that stuff. Like, do you think most of what you believe you think other people should believe that? Not most. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most things that you believe and prefer, I don't think it's healthy for you to push no. and you know other what? people to To be believe. honest, I really think that I don't want... I think ultimately I don't... I'm not trying to make people believe what I believe... I really feel like I want, for me, that kind of success in that is, with my idea sharing and everything, is to get people to feel confident about what they believe, and then, and because of that, to share that confidence back with me, because if someone else thinks very differently from me, and they're really confident about it, and they have good arguments, and they've thought it through, I'm really interested in that, because to me, it's like, okay you've thought this through and you think something very differently from me I want to know about this because maybe I do need to change what I'm thinking and so I mean obviously this relates to the whole idea that people feel judged by the stuff that I say and and I don't feel like I'm I'm judging per se like I feel like I'm trying to share it to get conversations going whether it's internal conversations or external conversations, whatever. Like, I want to know. I guess 
this is kind of taking a weird, or a bit of a, a veer, but are, is, would you say your goals, I know your goals, but I want to ask you again, would you say your goal in that type of stuff is to, is to kind of shine a light on things that are often not thought about or not considered deeply? A hundred percent. My main driving force in life is awareness. It's creating awareness of myself, creating awareness in other people. Like, and so, yeah, so enlightening situations in myself and for others. And so even if it's not, you have the answer. It's like you've perceived a turning away or people closing their eyes to something or covering it up or yeah a lack of debate or discussion like yeah and like or a one-sided vision of how things should be and so I feel like a lot of times you're shining a light on the other options or yeah even if I don't agree with them just yeah. to like yeah to question yeah. The common narrative or the dominant narrative. Like, I, yes, absolutely. And I love it. I love being, I love having my mind blown. Like, literally reading the stuff about the anthropology of childhood has been mind blowing for some of them. I'm just like, wow, this makes so much sense. Like, I have decided as part of this culture to invest in this child from when they're very young. But, I could have done something very differently. Right. And that may have been okay. Right. Right. And that, and that really, like, the thought that, I, that there could have been a different way of doing this literally was mind-blowing. Like, beyond what... do you mean by what, literally mind-blowing? <sighs> it was... Not that I want to, like, not that I would have wanted to do it differently, but just that we could have had a child, we could have had a baby, and for the first three months, not really cared for him. Like, just, like, made sure he lived as much as possible, but if he didn't, it would be fine. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. Like, he wasn't the focus. It was like, we got to focus on on our own survival because that's what our circumstances are allowing us and everything and it's just like and literally like being very different like you literally put them in the crib and you just let them cry and like do whatever like there's just I guess from like a totally different cultural perspective I saw a whole different way of like yeah yeah it just was mind blowing Well, and even how, like, so, okay, so as an example, like, I recently, I, or not, I don't know, a while ago, I was listening to um, a report, a CBC reporter was out in Myanmar, refugee, looking, with the refugees that were trying to escape, and she was talking to this one woman who had four children, and I think she escaped with one of them, two were left back there and one was her two-month-old baby that one of the soldiers grabbed from her and threw into the fire and she watched this child die and I was like heart like you feel it right now like heart-wrenching like 
how could you survive that? And I think, how could we have survived that if that happened? Which is really hard on the heart and on the mind to imagine. But then, reading this, it reminded me that their perspective may have been different. If you don't view a child as, like, fully formed, or and I'm not saying they don't, I have no idea what their cultural practices are, but maybe they don't. Maybe death is so common that they don't attach themselves to these infants. And so they didn't imagine, like, you know, Asher as this baby that we know him now having died. It was just like that was one of the babies that died. Like, and I don't mean to take away from whatever this woman's experience was. I'm just saying, like, there's, a sh- there's, a, there's other possibilities to how you would cope with something like that, uh, given how, what your cultural practices were, that I, like, the depth of that I didn't really think of before this. Like, we put, put so much fear, I put so much fear into this, whether this child was going to survive or not, you know, with SIDS and all this stuff, and, and to imagine that there could have been a way that other people don't go through that whole worry. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, like, mind-blowing. And part of me is like, well, how could you not care for this child? But then it was like, literally looking at the psychology of it, this is how you could not go through that. This is how you have a totally different experience. And I don't know that we're right and they're wrong. I really don't. Yeah, Yeah, and and that's all interesting. And this goes back to the point of, like, right and wrong, I think we're we're too complicated uh, an organism and with too many different types of societies to confidently believe that there's fundamental rights and wrongs you except for <laughs> those few unspoken ones that I'm still gonna unspeak right because but that's not I don't I, yeah I'm even questioning we those really ones. can't say that I, I still want to hold on to that and maybe we can explore what those are deeper well actually I, I need say, to do some I don't know that cultural we studies to understand that. totally because like, by that we could put like infanticide as one of those like objectively wrong things but if your belief system is that you sacrifice babies because they're like prime for the taking or whatever it is and they're not fully human and it's totally fair to do that how is that objectively wrong or you kill a child because you don't have the resources and the other children need to survive and so it's like you make a decision you know like there's many places there's so many areas like what is what is objectively right or wrong? Fair. And oh. I do think my, I don't know, maybe everyone's natural tendency, but like I feel like I'm very connected to a tendency to see the nuances to everything. To try to understand the nuances to everything? Yes, to definitely try to. And, I, and when I don't, I certainly become more judgmental, but... Um, like, I'm always seeking those nuances. Like, that is what I get from psychology. Like, just as one snapshot of the nuances is, like, what's the history of a person? Like, we yeah. see this adult. They're doing this bad thing. 
thing that we call bad, abuse, whatever, well, what was their history? Well, as a child, they were abused. You know, so I, I have so much more tolerance because I get a history. You know, and I watch Criminal Minds all the time, but, but a big thing that I like about it is not the violence and, like, the heinous crimes that people are committing. It's, like, the backstory. Like, they're profiling because they want to know, like, where did this person get to a point in their life that they feel like they could, you know, torture 12 women or whatever. It's like, and I know that those are kind of the extreme stories, but shit like that happens, some of it. You know, like it is, and like the pain and agony that people go through that leads them to that. It just, there's, there's no excuses, but there's definitely reasons for what leads people to do the things they do. just checking you why are you doing that did you just check really so you just checked your bitcoin investment and this is what I'm thinking you either did that because you want to like hijack this conversation to talk (laughs) about bitcoin or you're completely obsessed and you can't stop. Like you're addicted. No, okay, I'm so not. you want to hijack this conversation. Well, okay, you think there's two possibilities for for reality? Those are the two possibilities that I think exist in this circumstance. Okay, take a moment to think of three others. No, you tell me if there was another one. Those are my most likely. Can you argue against them? To either talk about Bitcoin or to hijack the conversation. Hijacking was the same as talking about it. The other option was that you're just so obsessed and unable to control your need to look at it. (laughs) Well, that's not the case at all. So you wanted to hijack this conversation and talk about Bitcoin? No. I didn't say that. Was it because it was getting too emotional and you didn't know how to rationalize or reconcile all these like conflicts in your mind and so you turned to something that gave you instant gratification? <laughs> That's another good possibility. I think the... Yeah, not quite, but... That one's closer to reality. (laughs) Okay, well... I think subconsciously I was getting... I feel like we had worked through this and we're done with the conversation. Okay. That's fine. We can just end it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop it.